like word association no that that was a vine do you are you too old for vine do you remember yeah we don't even know what we don't even know what tiktok is what are you you talking about get me out of here i'm getting a napkin dude i can't fucking spill stuff (laughs) i'm taking a nap (laughs) i might spill stuff (laughs) (laughs) spill your fucking drink tonight how loud is that Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm Adam. That wasn't as loud as I thought it would be. And I'm Jackson. <laughs> that's my, oh, yeah. That's my Fred Durst impression after a movie I watched this weekend. <laughs> I might break stuff. Oh. 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 Oh, shucks. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we had a good warm up before <sighs> the podcast, and Adam was not part of it. That's I why was, he's not I was going. late. Oh. Give, give us your best Adam. aw. Yeah. Wait, Adam, Adam, Adam exclusively. Can I get a hoya? Yeah? No. <laughs> Dr. Pepper in the house. The doctor's in, baby. All right, well, let me try this again because it feels bad. Can I get a hoya? Yeah? Hoya. Thank you. Wow. You can't gonna, just leave the hoya hanging. It's going to be on. great. I'm sorry. How do you spell hoya? Is that a super group, hoya? <laughs> Probably. That's the guy from Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other one that died? Uh, yeah. I thought you wanted this to be a positive episode. Yeah. I we know you said just the next one's going to be positive. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Miss yeah. Marquis. <laughs> he was buried in a Gucci casket. Yes, he was. I, that's that's cheers, cheers to Biz. Cheers to Biz. Uh, cheers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan in the house. I said it right as they had the shots going oh, down. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, let's not do that again. That was great, man. All right, we got a, we got some news. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> the fuck that was like a dog, like a dog caught that like. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. <laughs> I felt something come up. <laughs> Dave is already warm. Yeah. We're such a professional podcast oh this week. God. It's great. So we got some updates, mostly updates in our news section, and then we'll roll into something else. So first thing is last week, I think, yeah, last week we talked about uh, mm-hmm. all the, the state of touring and as, you know, the Delta variant becomes a more prominent issue and what we, you know, speculated on music. But one thing we did talk about was Lollapalooza 2021, which happened and was it didn't stop. It was a full-on festival. It was like 365,000 people. That's maybe. a lot of people. 385,000 people. Yeah. Jesus, that's Sorry. a lot. Sorry. So what, what, man? <laughs> I saw some over... Positive. The, <laughs> I love you. Fuck off. <laughs> over the weekend, I saw some headlines from non-musical sites that said uh, 203... Uh, cases tied to music festival and it was shit from like Fox News or like these like sites that are like purely hoping people don't actually read the article and just see the headline which I think is probably like 90% of people right Mm -hmm. I was gonna say that's basically what everybody does but I did my due diligence and even opened up those sites to see okay well did they just hide some of the details and they didn't they just put like sensationalized headlines so what ended up happening is, yes, there were, I think it was 203, 208, something like that, cases of COVID-19 that were related to 
Ebola flus of 2021. But when we're talking about 385,000 people, that is overwhelmingly a success. I mean, you're bound to have somebody get sick. Like in 2010, at a festival like that, you're bound to have sick people. Just, 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 just a refresher. Um, 88% of attendees were vaccinated, and there were um, negative test requirements throughout the whole weekend. Just as a reminder, if you guys don't remember from last week, so yeah, only 203 people of the estimated 385,000 did test positive, which is like, that's like how regular sickness works. But here, here's the other thing, is 4 in 10,000 were vaccinated, yeah, and 16 in 10,000 were unvaccinated, people who got COVID. Yeah, exactly. So yes. it's like a huge difference between people who were vaccinated and not vaccinated, and nobody uh, has landed in the hospital with serious complications. Yeah, so uh, overwhelmingly, uh, the Chicago health officials have touted Lollapalooza 2021 as a success, and they have been quoted as saying no evidence of super spreader event, and that they are far enough out, they're two weeks out from the event at this point, that if right. you're going to see... Seen yeah the numbers by now so, yeah so they're, they're understandably very proud of that yeah that's encouraging and it, i mean people one thing is that you know Lollapalooza is in chicago you, the, and chicago people aren't the only people going to this uh, there's probably a huge uh illinois presence at the festival but that being said every music festival around the world especially ones of this stature and one that is like the first of its kind it feels like first of its safe kind at least uh that um, you're going to have people from around the U.S. flying in and then possibly around the world. I don't know if that's the case, but that's why it, it's definitely super concerning to focus on doing this right. Because if it wasn't, you're not talking about, oh, it's just going to be Chicago. It's going to get fucked. It's like, no, it's going to spread like crazy. But that being said, uh, the organizer, uh, the people who run Lollapalooza are Live Nation. And just, I believe it was today or yesterday, they have said that they are going to require vaccinations or negative tests at all events starting October 4th, I believe it was. It's October 4th or 1st. There's another one that I'm going to talk about after this that is doing a similar thing. And basically, beginning of October, Live Nation is going to require this. Uh, Live Nation is, they do a ton of just like one-off shows like for uh, regular tours, but also they are the ones who lead Bonnaroo and Lollapalooza. So, and basically they said in their announcement that, hey, we developed this, the, what Hagen was talking about with the vac vaccinations or negative tests for Lollapalooza and it shows to be successful. So we're gonna do that for all of our shows. And uh, all staff has to be fully vaccinated, mm -hmm. which is like, <laughs> cool <laughs> it's almost like there's a trend of places requiring that recently which is great yeah it's like they're going hey this helps a lot why don't we do it yeah, yeah it turns out we can operate our business if everyone's vaccinated well i don't know man <laughs> i don't know i had to, seems a little fishy to me right yeah i right? had to deactivate my <laughs> no? facebook this week because i was just like inundated with so much negative shit about like places requiring vaccinations now yeah and what like tipped me over the ed edge was like coheed didn't say that they were they have a tour that's starting in like two weeks and coheed said we really highly encourage everyone get vaccinated and if you could wear a mask we really appreciate it they didn't go in and say required but man it was just such a fucking shit show in the comments that I was like, ah, I hate this. I hate this so much. I'm going to go ahead and just deactivate this for now. I almost quit a band this weekend because oh. of that kind of stuff. 
but I, I decided so. not to. And then there's and then there's the whole thing with a venue in in the DFW that had a whole issue because of a show that came through. They were like, they were compared to Hitler because they wanted vaccine cards. Billy Bob's. Yeah. With Jason Isbell. Yeah, they 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 were compared to because it was like show me your papers kind of bullshit and people don't understand what the fucking difference is. The venue was being compared to. I know yeah. Jason Isbell has been so, like I've seen a yeah, lot you, of interviews you, with. You him. know yeah. when Hitler ran the music venue. <laughs> So, so, so that's what they're comparing against. Eagles yeah. Nest, what not was it? Mind Kampf Productions, yeah. <laughs> right? Not to, not to like, you know, I, I think Billy Bob's. I mean, it's, it's a really huge, cool venue, and uh, they had basically they, there was an interview with the, I guess the manager. I don't know if he's the the owner, but he basically was like, yeah, this week we're gonna do this for Jason Isbell, and next week we're not gonna require anything. Like, it's gonna be all over the place, but we're gonna make sure the artist is happy. We're yeah. here to make sure that like a show can happen. Because it was moved. His his yeah. show, Jason Isbell's show, was supposed to be on like a lake or something. Yeah, like it was that. supposed to be somewhere else, but the owner of the that venue, I guess, didn't comply with yeah. the idea. Yeah. And his whole thing is that if people don't, if if the venue owners don't want to comply with what he wants, he's not going to play there. Yeah. Yeah. And he like in an interview has said like, oh yeah, I mean, I may have to, I may get sued or something like that, but I'll happily take that. Uh, if I can go to bed at night knowing that my fans are probably safer for it. So. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing you can deal with later Yeah, when people aren't dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good good as, for him. Yeah, as I mentioned, there is another uh, large, I, I think we're just going to see this is just going to, in the next month or two, it'll be just the norm. But AEG, which I don't know what that stands for, but it's another uh, really high-profile uh, talent agency. Live. I'm gonna guess artist entertainment group. Okay, yeah, that's probably it. Just guess. Good job. I'm just guessing. Um, aliens exist, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like and hate that you didn't pluralize, guy. Nah, man. No, I'm talking about. No, oh, sorry. Aliens exist, guy. I was talking to a French man. Okay. All eggs, gross. Yeah. Adam eats greens. Greens. He doesn't. Yeah, no, no he doesn't. And we all did it. And seen. Hey! <laughs> God damn it. So AEG is also requiring COVID-19 vaccines, but here's the difference. They are requiring vaccines. They are not giving the option at this time, when I read this article, they are not giving the option for negative tests. It is you are vaccinated or you don't come to our festivals or shows. And just in case you're like us and you don't know who AEG are, uh, they All run... All entertainers vaccinated. Yeah. They nice. they run Coachella, Firefly, New Orleans, and New Orleans. <laughs> say Firefest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say too, and I was like, I don't care anymore. As well as the uh, what we talked about last week, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. So they are... I mean, they're massive. I, I wonder if that's back on then. No, no, it's not. Absolutely no. not. As I say, not not for this year, but probably no, next, next year, year when we're still dealing with I this. Think because that, yeah, because Lambda. I think it was canceled. Segma. What's the the new one? Legma. <laughs> I said Segma first, man. Segma. It wasn't as good. Segma Leg- these nuts, man. Segma <laughs> It's okay. Makes sense. He's getting older. It's his yeah. birthday still, kind yeah. of residual birthday. He has a radius clause on his birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So um, it's interesting. I don't know. Ri- I think the kinks have to be worked 
out of the system for these kinds of things because it's not a perfect system right now. But I, I often, whenever I hear that, okay, it's vaccinated or nothing, I think about the you know people who are immunocompromised. And I know we said it last week, those people probably wouldn't want to be out in a pandemic at a 385,000 person festival. But also, it, yeah, it, that is where I kind of understand that argument of like, well, what about people who can't? That So, yeah, I guess they'll figure that out. Yeah, I mean, they can be safe. They can double mask. Uh, yeah, there, there's, there, there's, there's ways that like we can make this work for people, yeah. but at the end of the day, like we're dealing with this, this crazy fucking thing that people aren't, like, a lot of people aren't willing to do the right thing for. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's, there's, there have been shows that I haven't been able to go to because I have a job. You know, there's, there's circumstances why you can't go to shows, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you yeah. just can't, you just can't do the things you want to do. And sometimes it's fully out of your control, you yeah. know? And so it's like, it sucks and I wish it was more fair, but like, there's, there's this crazy pandemic Sometimes you can't leave your job that would allow you to pay $150 for a ticket that you have to go wait in line for uh, in Dallas in the heat. Sometimes you can't do that, so then you just can't see Nine Inch Nails. It's oddly specific, but yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, sorry. Uh, didn't, no, I, I identify with that. Yeah. I understand that. More people <laughs> don't do that? That's just Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> Shit. That's just you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, between last week's episode and this, if I'm remembering this correctly, between last week's episode and this episode, in Dallas, at least, there was a, I I live and work in Dallas, there was a mask mandate. Oh, wow, so cool. And then, now there's not, because the Texas Supreme Court overruled it. There is one in Denton, though. But 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 it was overruled. Also going to go away if it hasn't already. It already has. But it also it also is like Denton County said there is not a mask mandate. Right, Right, but city of Denton. The city of Denton did, and and then then the mayor said masks aren't real or whatever he said. Yeah, and 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 so like was there really a mask mandate? Like did it really? The mayor of Denton. We tried. Yeah, he's a he's a piece. He's a dick. Denton voted against the mask mandate. Was, I'm totally a, fine being on record if he's an asshole. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Are you are you, are you number one fan, Mayor Gerard Hudspeth? I, Mayor I'm Gerard unfortunately Hudspeth? not, but he is number one fan of <laughs> himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So the vote was five to two, and he was one of the two against the mask mandate. So With the other guy like made a good point, not a great point, but a good point. Whereas the mayor was just like, "Well, I don't, I don't really think they do anything. If you want to go to Home Depot, you don't need to wear a mask." Home Depot is special somehow. So, but you can see this Who situation. Knows? Jesus is in Home Depot. <laughs> Probably, I think the top of your lobby. <laughs> you ever been to Home Depot, man? They got the Lord and Savior up in there. <laughs> John Deere. Lots of nails too. <laughs> we can <Fuck>. tell you. <laughs> we, can, we can crucifix you right up. Canceled by the Bible Belt again. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with Part that. Part two, actually. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, we can crucifix you up, man. That was good. <laughs> Sister oh. act back in the habit. If, if we're going to be canceled by anything, that's okay. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Wow. Yeah, so uh, all I was trying to say is, like, this situation <laughs> is, like, for us, it is just, like, whiplash. It went from, like, I remember, I forgot it was the first day of the mask mandate in Dallas. So I went out for lunch that day, and I fucking regretted it because i had just like people were coming in while i was sitting there eating just being shitheads uh one dude kept yelling uh that if 
his theory because they told him he showed up without a shirt on first and then he walked in and the person the manager said hey do you have a mask i said no and he said you have to wear a mask or you gotta leave it's the law i'm sorry while this guy didn't have a shirt on no he put on a shirt but he put it on inside out oh my god i like how that's the thing he can agree with is like i understand no shirts no service but wait no the the way the way jackson told the story on saturday whenever i was hanging out with him was the guy wasn't wearing a shirt and he parks and opens his truck like it's like his fucking wardrobe and he's like picking out which shirt he's gonna wear he did do that and then he put the shirt on inside out so and then he walks in you can wear them twice as long then yeah <laughs> same, same with underwear yeah that's what Fuck I've been told yeah dude <laughs> so uh, the guy walks in and he says well they're not wearing a mask and points at me and the person I was eating lunch with and the the manager's like they're eating we had food in our mouths like in our hands we had sandwiches you should have had a mask on with a little hole cut out, obviously. Yeah. And then he, it just it, it kept escalating. The guy was like, well, what about when they were ordering? And he's like, yep, they wore their masks. And then the guy, basically, the manager just finally gave up and just said, hey, look, I agree with you. I don't. <laughs> the manager said, look, I agree with you. I don't like masks and I don't believe in them. But it's the law, dude. So if you don't wear a mask, I'm going to kick you out. And then the guy, I guess that just... This olive branch that the manager gave out to him was just like, oh, you don't believe in masks either? Okay, I'll go find a mask. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what, was the, what was the guy's logic, though, about underwear? What yes. Was the... <laughs> and then he proceeded to come in. He ordered his sandwich and then paced around trying to talk to anybody about his big theory about masks and why they don't work. And he said, my theory is, and he repeated it word for word every time. That's how you know he He's didn't actually. He's been rehearsing actually, it. Yeah, he didn't actually have any point. He just heard somebody, maybe Joe Rogan, say this, and he was like, cool. Uh, that's my whole life I'm going to live by now. But he just kept saying, my theory is that if underwear doesn't stop a fart, what are these going to (laughs) do? He walked up to a dude wearing an N95 mask, and I was just like, that's probably the person in here taking this the most seriously, the guy who walked in with an N95 mask. Those masks suck. And he just kept talking to the dude saying the fart thing and i was just like this fucking sucks i wish i had not eaten today i would have rather starved i wish, and be I wish someone was like underwear keeps in the poop not the fart man <laughs> can you imagine saying that seriously um sir underwear keeps in the poop not the fart <laughs> yeah no pickles <laughs> keeping the poop not the fart <laughs> So it's been a long, long week. Um, oh, man. But there, there's been a major update and something I feel like we've been talking about for over a year now, maybe longer. Uh, Hagen, you want to take this one? Well, because you, you, I got to call on my birthday that I am officially Britney Spears' new conservator. And I'm, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. So we're gonna return all the money to our patrons uh, and you know, we don't need any more money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so her dad, Jamie Spears, is no longer her conservator. He is stepping down, which is fucking awesome. Get him the fuck out of there. So she already has been seen doing things with her life, which is pretty cool. But she's still in the conservatorship, correct? Uh, yeah, but he stepped down. Right, but he's the, the bad like part of that. Well, well her sister is too, but uh, 
He, well, but I mean like the, the primary yes. bad person. And fuck her sister. She fucking ruined Zoe 101. And I she loved that She was Zoe show. 101. Yeah, but she ruined How that. did she ruin She got that? it canceled because she got pregnant. Oh, that's right. Don't Idiot. talk to me about it. It's a sore spot. <laughs> also, Who gets you pregnant? like Zoe 101? I loved that Why show. did you love Zoe 101? I, first of all, I looked like Chase back at the time because he has <laughs> curly hair. An awkward white dude with curly hair. and uh, oh, That's you. It was if my, somebody was like, Jackson's missing, and the police were like, can you describe him? I'd be like, it's an awkward white dude with curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of the things that you can be believing in. That theme song? I found a way. I found a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, it, whether, I mean, she still is in the conservatorship, but I think him stepping down is a good sign that, like, her lawyer is, like, actually scaring him yeah. and, like, scaring the whole situation because now she has this actual legitimate lawyer. Um, I like the, the statement from the lawyer. It goes something along the lines of, oh, we're, you know, overjoyed to hear this. We're thrilled about it. We're still going to aggressively yeah. pursue, uh, you know, what we've uh, levied against Jamie Spears. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> It's, yeah, they, no underwear is going to keep this fart in. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the poop, dude. It's for the poop. It's not for the fart. Oh, that's great. That's the name of the episode. Oh, I already wrote it down. <laughs> no, the name of the episode is the topic we're going to talk about. Are, yeah. are we going to get there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is the last piece of news, so I hope so. I mean, th- this is good news, but I hope that it doesn't mean that like they offshored all the money they can. And they're going to leave her with nothing but freedom, which would still be good. But yeah, I mean, that's the I most important thing in the country right now is my freedoms. Uh, sure, right. I don't know if I said this, but there was that article that came out, or Jamie, or, sorry, not Jamie Spears. Britney Spears said something like she got her first iPad at mm-hmm. 39, yep. and yep. she was talking about how it was a game changer. I was like, this is fucking depressing. Yeah. Yeah. This is so sad that they have like literally taken so much money from her she couldn't get an iPad. It's like it, the, the 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 picture that was floating around, like the paparazzi picture, is like Britney Spears with her first iPad, and it's like this looks like a joke. Are you serious? And it's real. <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it's very yeah. depressing, but also good, like really cool. Like, how, how do you think Melinda Gates is handling her first iPad? Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a better question. She divorced him because he's Microsoft. That's micro and soft. Somehow I think you're not the first person to make that joke. I have not heard it. <laughs> I haven't Somebody's heard it, so TikTok. I'm the fucking first one. Me. I'm, I'm the funny man now. <laughs> no, I'm the funny man No, now. I'm the funny man now. <laughs> hey! We're falling apart. Adam, we're falling <laughs> no, apart. I'm the funny man now. <laughs> I got a chainsaw. Man, this isn't funnier to anyone, I'm betting. No, just you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. My mom probably finds it funny. Thank you, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Super groups. Super groups. Oh, is, that, is that why we're here? That's, That's what we are. are. Yep. We are a super group. Yep. If That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to require... Everyone to wear mood rings. That way we can know who's horny and who's not. <laughs> what, 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 what? What does it show when you're horny on the mood ring? Green. Green? Green. I'll always be green, man. Shit. <laughs> I think purple is pensive. Green is actually horny? Yeah. I'm looking it, it up, man. <laughs> I don't it's believe definitely you. not red. Someone talk about supergroups while I look this up. 
I guess it important. depends on what kind of horny you are. If you get oh angry when you're horny, it's red. <laughs> what is happening? Mood ring horny color. <laughs> Just look up color code. You know horny's going to come up. <clears throat> so, Dave, you want to do a different podcast? No, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, when did Dave get here? Who invited him on the podcast? I just got back from Home Depot, man. How did that happen? How did you join the podcast? I did a couple of deep dives. Yeah, why are you here? No. And then it was like... Green is <laughs> mixed emotions. Green, oh, green is also... But the same shade of green is romance. What? Oh, no, why are there so many different shades of green? No, it's the same shade of green, man. You guys don't sound very in touch with your colors. It's the same fucking shade of green, man. This is when Hagen finds out he's colorblind. So, Dave, you weren't, you weren't here from the beginning. How'd, no. you, how'd you join the podcast? You uh, did some deep dives? Did some deep dives. And, and that's it? You just kept going. You're just like, ah, I want to join. Dave just kept he showing just didn't up. didn't know and how to get home. We were like, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> too drunk. <laughs> well, okay. Well, we're here to talk about supergroups. Uh, what's a supergroup, Dave? It is a... Uh, I guess a group of other famous musicians coming together from other bands to form a different super band. Would you say that uh, super groups are music groups whose members are already successful as solo artists or as part of other groups or well-known in other musical professions? That's better. That's way better than my definition. <laughs> That's. Uh, I gave you the definition in the notes. I, well, I'm, no, we... No, we're not looking at the notes. Well, I, I know you're not. I'm looking, looking at, at fucking at fucking horny mood ring colors. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an anti-vaxxer over there trying to find the one thing that says green isn't horny. No, it just says romance or mixed emotions. It's the same thing, man. Romance is not the same as horny. <laughs> is mixed emotions like code for horny, I guess? I don't know. For you, I mean, maybe. When I don't like, know. <laughs> Dude, when you're do you, younger. What do you think the green knight was about? Oh, my God. I still haven't seen it, so no spoilers, please. <laughs> it's about mood rings. Is, is it about horny nights? Yeah. <laughs> horny nights. I mean, it is A24, so I could see that. Yeah. They're making a fucking movie about sheep. I don't know what that movie is. Horny called. sheep? Probably. I mean, they made The Lighthouse, which is about a Ooh, two a horny movie. men stuck in a lighthouse. It really so. is. And there's that a bunch of fart disturbing. jokes. It's, it's a great movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The fart jokes are top tier. Yeah. It's so funny. Cool. So we're here to talk about <laughs> supergroups, which um, I don't know. The This kind of felt like a topic that just if you have a music podcast, it should come up at some point. And I just, there are good bands on this list. So I, I created like a really long list of like what you could call supergroups. And we're not going to go down the list and talk about them, but really just to give us some examples of them. But I mean, there's people like Audio Slave, which like, Audio Slave was great, which is basically just Rage Against the Machine, but when Zach De La Roca left, uh, they got Chris Cornell, which is pretty amazing. But that being said, it's just like, I don't get excited about it. I'm like, I, I want to listen to Rage. I was super excited about that one, because uh, at the time, I had just gotten into Rage, and then found out that Zach De La Roca left, and then Audio Slave happens, and it's like, holy shit. There's like a handful of bands on here that I would say... And there are some on this list that I'm like, uh, is that a, it, it, the line can be really gray and I left some out, but here's the big one that people talk about as like, oh, they're a super group. So like super groups are great. Led Zeppelin, because two of them were, um, 
what were they? Uh, studio like musicians? studio musicians, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, John Paul Jones and then... Um, I think Jimmy Page was. Or, no, it was... Yeah, it was uh, um, John Bonham. John Bonham, yeah. Both of them were studio musicians and then uh, Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds and then Robert Plant w- is not famous. So, they I just, mean... They just found him in a field going, Hey! <laughs> I would say that... It, it, hey! <laughs> I would say... It, hey! Hey, baby! <laughs> Okay, we're done you with just, this that, that was all of the Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought they were doing the Greta Van Fleet. Oh, um, maybe. That's all the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think Led Zeppelin is a supergroup in the loosest of terms. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me when people well, call them that. But it, You can't really call it that now, because that's what they're more famous for now. I think one like person at the time, was famous in that group. Just because two other people were studio musicians? Right. I, I don't think that. No, they weren't famous. But I... I don't know if, if Jimmy Page was was actually famous. He was just in that band. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that I mean, it, even if he was, like at this point, Led Zeppelin is bigger than the everything else that they were involved yeah, in. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why there, there's some of these that are like really gray areas. So like Toto is a gray area for me because like if you don't know Toto, what makes them a supergroup is that they were all studio musicians. That yeah. Yeah. everyone in that band, it, it's like fucking 15 people. I it's crazy. Does that count? Like, that, I don't normal know. people don't know studio musicians. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I never heard of normal? the Wrecking Crew until like I was in college on Netflix board. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that doesn't really like. It, it definitely doesn't solidify super group because that otherwise it's just like like if it's all studio musicians getting together, it's like oh we're all friends and we all want to play music together. That's what we want to play. That's like the Aristocrats. The Aristocrats is three like modern day studio musicians who also tour with like really great people, and they just were like, "We're gonna do this ourselves for a couple records now." Yeah, I, I would say the only per- the only studio musician that I can think of that's ever broken out and become way more famous, and then also has that uh, solo artist and studio musician reputation is Glenn Campbell, because he was part of the Wrecking Crew. Mm. He was a guitar player. It just I feel like. <clears throat> whenever I think of supergroups, and we're, I'm going to get out of this gray area now, uh, but whenever I think of supergroups, I don't think of someone like Journey, which when we did that deep dive or when we talked about them, um, they were, a lot of them were in Santana and bands like that. But here's here's when I will say like, oh yeah, that's a supergroup, is whenever somebody says, oh, did you hear Tom York and Flea are in a band now? Yeah. With Nigel Godric and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a supergroup yeah. because the selling point is well, that it's these people. I think it's when, to me at least, it's when everybody in the band is a big name. It doesn't have it's to be. It's not just everybody. like, oh, there's one person. It's like he started a new band. A majority. Like, okay. I would yeah, say it's got to have at least two people from different bands. So, right. sure. Yeah, like I, I think Audios like definitely should count because yep. like yeah. yeah, it's got three Rage dudes, but then it's also got Chris Cornell. So what about Prophets of Rage? Uh, yeah, that's a super. That's a super group, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, it's just, and then also the thing about it is calling someone a supergroup feels it is a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But I don't think most of the times, Prophet of Rage, I think that definitely was a gimmick in their mindset. But there are a lot of bands like, uh, as I was saying, um, Adams for Peace, which is that uh, Tom York and um, Flea, uh, Nigel Godric, Joey something, I forget his last name, but he's the percussionist for Beck. Um, that is what I would call not a gimmick, but that was how they were sold as a supergroup. That's the type of band that, like, if you call them a supergroup, 
like Tom York's gonna probably get really, you know, hey, he's gonna do something <laughs> like that. He's gonna don't really fucking upset. do that. <laughs> so, but a gimmick would be like me first in the gimme gimmies. What's that? They're like a punk band made up of people from like No Effects, Lagwagon, and I can't remember who else, but. Uh, they do like punk covers of Broadway tunes and stuff like that. It's all themed. So I put together this list by going to Wikipedia. They have a huge master list, and I just put the ones that I knew of. There are two that I put question marks by. First one, I need to get the subject matter, matter expert's opinion on. Why did they put Foo Fighters as a supergroup? Is it just because Dave Grohl was in Nirvana? Well, I mean... Pretty much. I know Pat Smear was in, he the, was in germs. the Germs. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is that I guess enough of them had been in other bands that that counts, but it feels Nate's, like it's mostly Nate's just band like was pretty big. Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, Sunny Day Real Estate. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. And, uh, that band slaps. And then, it, it feels uh, like he's only they're only in that list, though, just because Taylor, of Dave Grohl. Taylor Hawkins played with, with Alanis Morissette. Morissette. Yeah, and, and Chris Shiplett was in No Use for a Name. And I think me first in the, or not, who was it? Yeah, me first in the game. What the fuck? So do you, Me first in the game. Would you guys... Call them a super I, group? I I wouldn't call them a supergroup. I would I, like because it, it it was much more of like an organic thing for them where it was like, hey, you're my f- like 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 it's not like this. They weren't high profile and well, then yeah, they weren't on, yeah. On top of that too, like their first the the first album by the Foo Fighters is just Dave Grohl. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that immediately means it's not a supergroup. I I agree with you, Hagen, but I think that's exactly what a supergroup is. Only because. I think we see it in our, like, our, the Denton community, like, uh, or even DFW at that, the music community, is very insular. It's very incestuous. Yeah. I mean, everybody plays with each other. I mean, you play with, like, five-plus bands, but I wouldn't call any of y'all supergroups. And I think for people at this level, it is the same thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, well, uh, Iggy Bop wanted to work with Josh Homme and them, and I wouldn't call that a, you know... The, the pop explosion? You wouldn't call that a supergroup? No, no, sorry. I wasn't trying to say that. I wouldn't call that a... Oh. Like, I, I think it's... All of it is organic to them. Yeah. I, I Prophets guess, of Rage, I'm saying, that's yeah, a gimmick. That yeah. was selling... And it worked out well. I'm not docking them. It's smart of them to do that. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, I think it is organic for these, quote-unquote, supergroups. I think it's organic for Chicken Foot to happen. I think I, I think well, it is, too. But I think I think with Foo Fighters, the difference is, is that, like, it, it was organic, but it also, like... These aren't all high-profile names. They came from they came from shit that was big, but like they aren't the only like the only that on their own. They weren't a big name. Yeah, like yeah. Taylor Hawkins was well known in some capacity, but not like in like the touring circuit. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like drummers maybe knew his name, but yeah. like so, it, it wasn't it wasn't like you know taking a look at most of these supergroups where it's like oh every single name could be pointed at and go yep I know where he uh, yep yep yep. Well, so and, one, I mean the, the same kind of thing happens with Jack White too, where it's yeah. like. He just plays right. the people he wants to play with, and that doesn't mean all those things are supergroups. I, I, maybe the most high-profile supergroup could be um, the Traveling Wilburys, which is George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, and Roy Orbison. That's a huge... I would say that counts, because those are all, like... Big, it has, like it counts as, like, a big top formed. It's a right. huge... Uh, they're all at their, group. like, highest point in their careers. Yeah. 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 That's and definitely a supergroup. An annoying thing I found in, in researching them was that they've done two records... And it's uh, the Traveling Wilburys Volume One, and then Traveling Wilburys Volume Three. Fuck yeah! And George Harrison did that, and he was quoted as saying, uh, "Let's confuse the buggers." No, they're doing the Fibonacci sequence. <sighs> What's that? Oh man, you need to listen to Tool, dude. Oh. 
Man, God. he teed me up right there. Yeah, yeah. Alley oop. I'm terrible at basketball. Another one that I put a question mark on is Queen plus Adam Lambert. I don't think that's a Not super, a super group, group at all. That's just like it's a new. Singer. He was a sub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's subbing. Yeah. They don't. He's a long time sub. Yeah, they They're don't want to call it Queen. Their guy to get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to go look at Home Depot. What? What? He said, "Wait for his guy, their guy to get back." Uh, okay. All right. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> the Lord's at Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Wait, is okay, Home Depot heaven? Do you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lighting section. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> oh my God, Dave loves hardware stores. This is great. No, I don't. I didn't know this. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate supergroups, but I will say, looking at this list, save for a few, I don't know if we're gonna count Foo Fighters. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip that gray area, and I'm gonna call Foo Fighters in that gray area, and Led Zeppelin on all those that we talked about. But like, very few of these was I excited for, and like would say had holding power for me. Like the closest ones, like I don't listen to Audio Slave anymore. That was a very like temporary thing for me. Wait, like you mentioned Adams for Peace, and it was like, oh, that's cool that this is happening, and then I've never listened to that since then. I, I love don't think that. I've ever heard. I, I think that's a hallmark for me, at least, of like, oh, that was a supergroup of like, yeah. some famous people did a thing, and then I listened to it once, and then I forgot. I loved that record, and yeah, it wasn't like, bad. I'm I just shocked. don't revisit it. I was thinking about it for this episode. I was like, man, like I love that record. I think there are some really solid qualities. Probably a good seven to eight out of ten of a record for me. Um, but yeah, no, I feel the same way where that, that's probably the highest on there. And then we have the smile, which is their new quote unquote super group where I thinking about this episode and I hate being negative like this. I'm like, damn, that's just going to be the same thing. I'm like, I'm excited about it, but it's just like, just give me fucking Radiohead. I don't want this. But I mean, I'm going to be really bummed just to, to go off on that project. If the stuff that they performed, what was the, was it for, um, Lollapalooza? I think it was Glastonbury. Glastonbury. If that stuff, it doesn't make the record, I'm going to be very upset. I'm sure it will. I hope but, it does. But um, I, I also think of The Highwaymen, which was Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, uh, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. That was a huge thing in country music in the, yeah. back in the day, too. And so there's, there's a way you can approach it where it's gimmicky, but also if you do it in that way, where it's like, this is a historical thing. This is huge. Because that, that was a really big deal back in the day. I think that the... the best supergroup album I can think of is the Postal Service their uh, record Give Up in 2003. I think that's Stop probably plugging best. your TikTok. That's not me plugging my TikTok. <laughs> it's, he's plugging his TikTok. It's, no, it's chicken before the egg or egg before the chicken. It, you, you're conflating the two right now. Yeah, just fuck it. Never mind. I, I drop it. Well, Silk Sonic's gonna suck. Here's 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 what the three of us here's what the rest of us think is the best uh, supergroup oh, record. Oh, no. What I want to do first is I want to talk about the damn things. Because the damn oh, yeah, thing is that, that's that's a that's an insanely weird supergroup that like them coming together is still a mystery to people and it it's definitely a supergroup. It's two members of Fallout Boy. It's two members of, of Anthrax. It's Ian. Yeah, it's, it's Scott Ian. Scott Ian and and Keith Buckley, the singer from Every Time I Die. So it's like it's this like I'm sorry, Fallout Boy, Anthrax. It's what? super Every heavy. Time I, yeah, it's great. It's it's an incredible like because they came out with a second record two years ago and it was insanely good. Yeah. Um, and that's a supergroup where it's like because there's a lot of metal supergroups that have existed and they all suck. Like they're all really bad. It's yeah, like I saw one that was I didn't write down the name, but it was one that had like members of Seosin and mm-hmm. like uh, Circus Survive. Yeah, are you like, talking oh about the God. the sounds of animals fighting? Uh, maybe. 
probably are. That one's yeah, because that, that that one's also super weird. But that but that's the, but is that the RX Bandits one too? Because he's in, he's the yeah, singer in that the one. The guys with RX Bandit, yeah. Anthony Green's in it. But like their whole thing is they wear animal masks on yeah. stage, and the whole point was you would never know who it is, and it was a rotating lineup uh, with a few people who would say kind of like Broken Social Scene, which is another super group. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: when you have Anthony Green going up with a fucking mask Everyone on, knows. and he starts singing, he's like. Anthony Green sounds like Anthony Green. Yeah, exactly. You can't put Freddie Mercury up there and be like, oh, it's a fucking bear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you just, Freddie you Mercury. Just, you just destroyed this, the, the entire concept of the Mass Singer. You just destroyed the entire concept. It's great. That's Except perfect. Tony Hawk was one of the people on the Mass Singer. That, that, don't they figure it out most of the time? I don't I, know. It's reality. The Wendy Davis one is hilarious. Ugh. But anyway, most most metal most metal supergroups are very bad because it's like. It it does even if it isn't gimmicky in formation, it comes across as gimmicky because it's like, let's see if we can make this heavier or make it feel like like old metal. Like Dream Theater members have split off and done supergroups, and it's like, just do Dream Theater. Like I, I see what you're trying to do here, but this is just like I feel it. I feel like you're trying. But the damn things is like, how did you make, like how did you make bit thrash metal? And like Fall Out Boy is pop punk, I guess. Is that what you put it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then Every Time I Die, hardcore. How did you put all of this together and make it a cohesive thing? Good musicianship. Yeah, seriously. I, I think just my summation of supergroups, for me personally, is that it's just, it's never, the sum of its parts never equal something greater, in my opinion. Uh, anything I look up on here, even like bands that I like, like, one thing that I'll admit is I was a super big fan of fun when that happened, and I was a fan of Nate Ruse's uh, first band, The Format, so I did know about him, but I had no clue who Jack Antonoff was. I had no clue the keyboard player, who I still don't remember his name, he was also in a band, but like none of them were famous. The Format right. wasn't famous. Jack Antonoff was in a band uh, also that wasn't famous. He's now a mega producer. But for, for me, at least, that was listening to fun was like a way to find other bands that like yeah. I enjoyed but I definitely didn't consider them a super group because yeah. I'd only heard of you know the format I, right. I had gotten into them and then found out they were in other bands and I was like oh this right. is cool they only have one record let's uh, I'm gonna go listen to their other stuff and I did like their other stuff but Steel Train that was Jack Antonoff's first band but let's but let's backpedal and Dave take us back to the best the I think the best supergroup record. Yeah, and I think the sum of its parts might be better than uh, the individual projects where they all came from, and it's the Them Crooked Vultures record. Uh, it it's is yeah. unbelievable. Yep. It is truly. It is like it. It is. It is Dave Grohl's best drumming. Yep. I, I have. I. I can't comment on if it's like Josh Homme's best work or not. It's, it's his best riff yeah, writing. Is. But yeah. his yeah. yeah, his riff writing is insane on it. John Paul and Jones is a fucking monster. Yeah, John Paul. It's like someone was finally like, "You're a genius. Do, do, do whatever, everything. Do whatever you want, man." <laughs> um, and then and then uh, what's the other guy's name? I always forget his name. Johannes. Uh, uh, Elaine Johannes? Is it? So, yeah, it's, 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 something like that. Yeah. Is that the guy who did The Mandalorian? Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> um, but he's like, he's like, they're that like... That pissed Adam off. Like, I, I saw Adam... <laughs> he took a deep breath. He's like, like, don't no, talk this... about composers, dude. He's <laughs> just like, that's not, not it. He's what what color is your mood ring? <laughs> very red. green. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very red. green. <laughs> yeah, see, it's green. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's it's he's this auxiliary guy in the band, and he just does whatever else needs to be done. 
Um, and it's just like watching watching them play live, listening to like the, listening to the videos. And if you if you have seen the Fresh Pots YouTube video, that's where that so came good. from. Is when they recorded Dumb Crooked Vultures and Dave Grohl was doing a bunch of other shit at the time too. But um, that record is like truly like holy shit. We put these musicians together and something like something was just truly birthed. And they they, they have always talked about a second record, but yeah. they're never gonna fucking do it. <laughs> no. Would you be upset if they never did it? Or is it like, it's like, I uh, like these I, bands. Like, I would be disappointed, but I'm not going to be upset about but it. But if you have this like near perfect record, like that's kind of. I would, I would only be disappointed because they talked about it. It's like, a, it's, that's fair. it's like, put your money where your mouth is, man. Come on. Yeah. I wish like Jeff the, Buckley. The Sound City like stuff that he did. Yeah. Is like, if they did yeah. more of that, that'd be cool. Yeah. But they've never said they're going to do it. Like the Sound yeah, City so. players. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah just because like some of those, like. <laughs> I think that's what it was called, right? Was yeah. It? Was yeah. It? Some of those, <laughs> the band. Yeah. Some of the like combinations of people was like, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. You just but. like, you just made it so clear to me how much I don't like super groups. That, that is the exact situation where it's like, this is too much when they have like all those. That's a super group. But wait, wait, wait. Like Are it. you saying like a cake with all icing? Yeah. Okay. That's what that. Wait I can maybe see that. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. It felt like way too much. It felt like you would well, have this stage of like 10 people. And it's like, yeah, but Paul McCartney's doing nothing at this point. Why are we doing this? Well, and what I'll, and what I'll say about like, like to that point, that album, I only like a few songs in that album. Like the, yep. doc, the documentary is like kind of fun. It's like, it's like half of it's really fun. The other half is like, I'm already so tired. The best um, parts, I think, are the ones that are like paired back, where it's like a select group, like that one with Trent Reznor. What is that called, Mantra? Or? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I can't remember the guy on the song, but it, it has it has Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins, and it starts off with the What do they for? What do they for? Yeah, the, the wife wife is calling. Yeah, yeah, that song. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a great Vick song. And then Lee, I can't remember his name. The one with um, Corey Taylor. Uh, Corey Taylor's did good. Great job. Um, and the one there was the one that Josh Homme did with them that was really good. There, there's there's like it's actually it's actually the back half of the record that's good. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a super I mean, group I would love to see. Trent Reznor. To, uh, uh, that's what I was kind of thinking when we talked about them. Well, Vultures, they got cut like, off. So. <laughs> yeah. Them Crooked Vultures is like their, you know, was Dave Grohl's like biggest, I, we obviously all think, you know, one of the best things he's done. It's his best drumming for sure. But like the stuff on the end of the album with Mantra is like, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Like give me that super group also. I just but got they're not going to do that second one. The Grammys, they got yeah, cut, cut off. Yeah, they got cut off. Yeah, they got cut off. Very good. I, I remember when... Like, do you guys know Velvet Revolver? Yeah. yeah. I remember when Slash, they came out. It was Scott it was Wayland, Guns N' Roses Wayland. and Scott Whalen. Oh, yeah. Which I think was during the, the what was that Guns N' Roses record that took like 13 years? Was That's it? Chinese Democracy. Chinese Democracy. Chinese so democracy. funny just thinking about this. Like, they're like, God, we finally got rid of that asshole singer, Axl Rose. And it's like, who can we get? We got to get somebody who's really, you really know, level-headed, reliable, reliable <laughs> definitely doesn't use a megaphone on stage. <laughs> Have you heard of Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> we yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that. I was also thinking about like all the Blink-182 uh, super groups. There were so many. It's Plus 44, The Transplants, and then... Boxcar Racer. Yeah, Boxcar Racer. They released one record and it's great yeah when, when do those just become good. like offshoots of a band that's though? what it feels like that's because it like. travis barker is in everything he can touch right mm -hmm. now and really always has been that way and that's what this is it, it just basically felt like a hey mark hoppus and tom DeLong aren't getting along cool let's get the guy from rancid yeah because boxcar racer was tom and travis plus 44 was mark and travis that that was very much a like i remember seeing those 
at Hot Topic. <laughs> I remember seeing those <laughs> CDs just at Hot Topic. And then, like, Angels and Airwaves is arguably a super group because, like, the basis yeah. was in, uh, like, 30 Seconds to Mars. But, yeah, if you're not Jared Leto, yeah, I mean, you're just Shannon yeah, then, Leto. Then who are you? Yeah. Jared Leto would call his own band a super group. That's right. All right, let's, <laughs> let, now let's backpedal again. Let's go back to when Jackson said Silk Sonic is going to suck. Yeah, no, I, I just said that to make but, you oh, mad. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't feel that way because the, they have released two songs. Yeah, I like one of them, and it's it's a really good song. The I ain't playing no game. Yeah. What is that one? That one is, um, God, what's it called? Silk Sonic. <laughs> leave the door open. Leave the door open. Yeah. Yeah. I, that one's I, really good. I didn't like the second one because I like Leave the Door Open so much. Yeah, that's kind of set the bar it. really high. Yeah, well, and that's I think it's it's really interesting. They they played the uh, the BET Awards and it was a really great live performance. At the end of the live performance, Anderson Pat goes, "You guys want to hear another song off the album? You guys want to hear another song off the album?" And the whole crowd's going crazy, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" It's like, "You guys want to hear another song off the album?" Nah, we gonna run this one back because we still in the fucking top ten, and we're gonna keep playing it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> The only unfortunate part about Silk Sonic, honestly, is the fact that everyone is calling it, like, everyone's calling Leave the Door Open a Bruno Mars song. No, like, I've, I've seen so many people say, you heard that new Bruno Mars song? It's like, it's a, it's a Silk Sonic song that has Anderson Pack on it as well. Like, yeah, and I, I know, like, for me, that seems like the more important part of yeah, this, like, yeah. whole project. Those but. interviews, it was, I think it was Bruno Mars saying that Anderson Pack was a big inspiration for that project. Yeah. And oh. making him, like, Bruno Mars not feel afraid to just branch out and make ridiculous shit. Yeah. I'll be the positive one here because I have no skin in the game. I think it sounds like, even if that's the case, getting the people who are Bruno Mars fans to listen to Anderson Pax, they'll, yeah. they'll realize well, it at some point. I, I hope so. It's, 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 just, it's just, like, I don't like the fact that it's, like, silly, just musical ignorance. It's it, it, like I hope that one day they'll realize it, but there's a lot of people who are just gonna listen to it because it's a radio hit and it's you know it's whatever's on their playlist or you know and they're not gonna actually pay attention to the fact that Anderson Pack is there. They're gonna go, there's this other guy on the song, but yeah, it's a Bruno Mars song. I wouldn't call them a supergroup. Yeah, I think they absolutely yeah, it's, are. It's just right. two people who are successful doing another thing though. I, like, yeah, I it's think, just a start of a new band potentially. I think you're getting your emotions in it. I think it's 100% a supergroup. But it is organic. I think it's a super group. It's yeah. this, it's this, it feels the same as Them Crooked Vultures to me. It feels like a dirty feel like word. What, what's different? Maybe the difference. What's different is that everybody in Them Crooked Vultures is very famous. But, it, but, but it's just Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars that are I famous think just in that group. Two of them, it doesn't. It doesn't feel, feel like. like. Are there other people in Silk Sonic? Uh huh. Yeah. Every the band's been the same for every video, and I'm sure the but credits. No, no, on no, 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 no. Who is on the album? Who is making it's, the music? I would. I'm pretty it's, sure it's Anderson Pack's. Backing band, so Free Nationals. Okay. It's also some of Bruno Mars's band. Okay, I didn't. Right. So then I guess that even more makes it not a supergroup to me because it's just I mean. like they mashed all their stuff together. So and that's there, how it is. it's that blurred line between collaboration and supergroup. I don't know. But if, the, if but you the, told me there was a, a supergroup and it was, uh, what's the Bruce Springsteen's band, the E Street band? Yeah. If you told me it was the E Street band and the Free Nationals, I'd be like, yep, no, yeah, sure. But like, but who's listed as a member of the band? Yeah, go to Wikipedia. Settle well, it's now. Just, it's just the two Show of them. Show me well, yeah, your mood ring. They're 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 called an R and B duo, and it's just Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack. So the other people who are playing with them are like more like personnel. They're people who are playing on the record, and maybe it is this. And sure, cool, it's the same band. That's actually okay. awesome. Yeah. But that doesn't make them. They're not band members. You know. Cool. I will take that L. 
Because it's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's as good music. The other thing no, to course. me would be if they if they release a second album, then they're less of a supergroup in my mind. I think that's just always the case. Like Them Crooked Vultures is definitely a supergroup because they've only done one album, and if they started to keep doing more, and then like all of a sudden Foo Fighters didn't do anything, just I'd throw be like, a wrench eh. in this whole thing. Might fuck this yeah. whole thing up. Uh, that's what you I do. Scrap this one. That's that's what I do now. That's what <laughs> I record right, another I'm, episode. I'm deleting it real quick, guys. One sec. Man, I could see the wheels turning in your head. Like, how do I slap on this keyboard without, like, actually <laughs> fucking it up? I could see, like, him thinking, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Imagine if he did that and pitched us all up two octaves. <laughs> Oh, wow. That would be crazy. And the rest of the episode was like... Could you imagine having to re-pitch an entire podcast That'd episode? That would be really embarrassing. Wow, that would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah. Here's what I'm listening to this week. Yeah. Hey! Hey! Really embarrassing. Alexa! No. <laughs> can Turn I get a honey? <laughs> Turn this shit off. Alexa! Can I get a honey out? Yeah? Oh, oh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> shut up. Samuel Jackson. Shut up. Alexa, shut the fuck up. You did this, man. <laughs> you did that. You also did this to all of our listeners playing this She's out loud in the house. She's listening. She's listening. She's always listening. <laughs> Alexa's like really digging Samuel L. Jackson. Alexa, today. shut the fuck up. God damn it, man. I'm unplugging you. All right. Does anybody have Oh, Wow. I just saw someone die in front of me. Um, does anybody have any final thoughts on supergroups? I think I've made myself clear. <laughs> I think they're really cool. I think uh, it's it's it's. Oftentimes, you've probably all been asked, like, "What's your dream group? What, who would you put together if you could make your own band? Who Fantasy would you put together?" Of music. Exactly. So, some when we see that actually line up, like for some people, I'm sure it's, uh, you know. For all of it, most of us, it's them crooked vultures. But like, if you could put your own band together, that would essentially be a supergroup. That's a good question. Who would be in your supergroup? Oh, I have no fucking clue. Um, shit. <laughs> Just it, okay. Yeah. Let, let's go through. I I actually have an answer to this. My favorite, like, players. So my favorite singer of all time, Freddie Mercury. Doesn't get better than that. John John Bonham's my favorite drummer. Uh, favorite bassist of all time, Chris Volstenholm from Muse. And favorite guitarist, let's say Jeff Buckley. That would work. I, yeah, it might work. Minus I Jeff see, Buckley. I, I think it would be minus Freddie Mercury. I think that's the only person who doesn't fit in that group. If you could just do the trio with Jeff Buckley singing, Chris Volstenholm playing bass, and then John Bonham. Yeah, that'd I be I think really that cool. would probably be really solid. Do you have something, Dave? I, well, I mean, not off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, let me think. Um, he asked the fucking question. Off the, question. Off the top of <laughs> the head, and then do. you don't have an answer. Favorite players. Just take your favorite players. Okay, favorite, still really hard. Favorite singer, I would say, maybe, just to get a little weird, Rufus Wainwright. That is very weird. With uh, John Air, Mayer no, with Pino Palladino. No, I'm going to be in the band. I'm in the band. Uh, oh, that's a good one. You're going to put can, yourself Can we be in, in the band? Yeah. I, mean, I made the game. You're, you're your favorite bass player? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Rufus Wainwright, Pino Palladino, uh, Aaron Sterling on drums. No, Steve Jordan on drums. And... John Mayer. No, not John Mayer. <laughs> John Mayer trio. Uh, Plus Rufus and, Wainwright. No, no. <laughs> Which I could see happen. Theo Katzman on guitar and backing vocals. Yeah, yeah. Who does Aaron Sterling? That's, uh, he's a he session plays guy for and he plays everybody. John okay. And Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would have to go with Theo on lead vocals and drums, I think. Mm -hmm. um, 
Joe think, Dart. I think I'd have to go with uh, Dan Briggs on bass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> from Between the Bear and Me? Be from Between the, the Bear and Me. full record ever. I think, um, see, guitar players are weird. Um, Is Dan I, on bass and keys? You don't have or to have we, a guitarist. Are we limiting him to would, a four string? Let's, let's, like have, a precision let's have some bass. fun. Uh, I'll, I'll, let him have, I'll, play, I'll let him play a five string. But okay. What about um, a Dan Briggs, Theo Katzman duo? Duo? Like and Paris they Monster? play towards each other. Um, no, I think, I, think, I think the two of them, and then just, just, to, just to throw some, some wild in there, let's put Sarah Bareilles on keys and, and vocals. So strange. And That's um, a weird fucking thing. It's getting weirder, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, it's going to be like all of Les Claypool's stuff. No, it would be, I think I think they'd write songs. I think they'd write and <laughs> actual songs. Pat Smear on guitar. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the guitar. The guitar is the hardest one. I'll come back to me for guitar. I'm, I'm figure. I'll, I'll figure that one out. Album. I, I'm unprepared for this, but uh, we all, we all were. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, hold on. I guess them crooked vultures with Trent Reznor because the mantra song is great, and that's like most of the way. It, there in terms of the group, and then I think Nick Cave. Yeah, maybe? I was gonna say so you'd have to say Nick Cave. I think, and just for fun, John Baptiste because he does stuff with Trent Reznor that was great. <laughs> I so. could see them crooked vultures plus Nick Cave, John <laughs> Baptiste. <laughs> I could see something really see weird happening where them crooked vultures just makes an instrumental album, and Nick Cave doesn't write for the album, where he just gets on stage and just like has poetry where he talks. It doesn't go rhythmically with it, but I could see that, that could happening. Work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Pliny on guitar. Oh, so, okay. So I wait. fucking hate this band. <laughs> yeah, this dance sucks. This is like Theo made. Katzman. This is like made in a lab for Jackson not to like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Theo Katzman, Dan Briggs. Theo Katzman on lead vocals and drums. Sarah Bareilles on backup vocals and keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how high those fucking harmonies. <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Dan Briggs on bass, and then and then Pliny on guitar. Oh. So for our listeners, what just happened is Hagen was the equivalent of a child going into Cece's Pizza. <laughs> Getting their cup and getting every soda down the line and just saying, yummy. And, and you guys told me to pick my favorites. I think that and also getting a pizza with every ingredient they can yep. on it. Yep. You guys are just fucking, you guys are uh, not I'm not saying it's bad. What did, you call, what, what, what did you call that when you got all the, all the Suicide. stuff? Suicide. Suicide? Yep. Whoa. Seems insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to laugh. <laughs> we called that swamp water. I just called it stupid, but... Can I get a hiya? <laughs> I really hope that came through in the mic. All right, so we good on supergroups for now? Yeah. No, man, I'm angry now. Yeah. That's all right. I'll get over it. If you like a supergroup, that's totally fine. I wasn't trying to, you know... No, I don't think anybody's oh, no, saying supergroups are bad, no. I'm, other I'm, than Jackson. Honestly, I would, I would go as far to say that I think that most supergroups are unnecessary. Yeah, it's just like even when you were telling me about that one that you... I forgot their name. The the damaged ones? The damn things. The damn things. Uh, I was just thinking like, oh, yeah. I'd really like to... Fuck, I almost did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, as soon as you said that, I was just like, Fallout Boy, no, I don't want to listen to that. Anthrax, I do like Anthrax. Ah, oh, I do like Every Time I Die. I'm going to listen to those bands. I'm not going to listen to that band at all. It's just one of those things where yeah, I see it totally. on Wikipedia. I'm just like... I'm never gonna watch all of the Sopranos. I'm just gonna skip to the. Something I think else. I think the selling point of a of a. That was a weird group. analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, the selling the selling point of a supergroup should be the same selling point as any music. And you might you maybe get into it because you like someone who's in it or because you know that. But like it's just because X person's in it doesn't mean it's gonna be good. So like yeah. the damn things was a surprise for me. I was I was genuinely surprised. I liked it. I, I didn't think I was going to, but it was I liked it a lot. Yep. So, yeah, because I mean, in some way, when you think about that kind of thing, you could, you could call Queens of the Stone Age a supergroup. 
Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And um, it, it can just be a cool way to find new music, too. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a thing you're going to go listen to again. Yeah. So. It's like an all-star team. Hell like yeah. Actually, that's probably team. like the... Yeah. yeah. Why didn't we say that at the beginning? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can I get a hey, listen? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I sin. No one's doing it. What, what do you got pulled up there? Is that... Is that uh, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, but come on, dude. <laughs> Megan, what are we about to do? What are we about to do? Talk about what we're listening Maybe to. Maybe we were born to listen. <laughs> oh, you, we're about to say, say what we've been listening to, right? That's what we're about to do? Why am I pouring these? I'm going to no spill these in. Clue. Why are you we got it, man. here? Should You're... I start? No, man. Um, I, 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 I'm going to be super duper shitty and lame. I'm, I, I really haven't been listening to anything too consistently. I'm trying new things to, I, I, I don't know. I, I keep going back to similar shit, and I want to listen to new stuff. Um, but uh, I, I listened. I finally listened to, and it's still all right. Uh, Nathaniel Rateliff finally yeah. listened to it. Um, great. And then uh, there's a like prog metal band called Earth Seven that is really cool, and they deserve more attention. Um, their album Aaliyah Terra, I guess how you say it, is really cool. The drummer is from Spirit Box. Qu- really cool band. And it's still our, our check out Nathaniel Rateliff live at Red Rocks if you haven't yet. Yeah, that's how I got Hagen to listen to um, that record. Well, that was the that, I was already gonna do it, and I just kept not doing it. And then you put put it on that one night, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess now is well. So Kara was actually driving me because my car's in the shop. So uh, for some reason, even when she drives, she, I still pick the music. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're gonna have a really bad time with this. This is more or less country music. And the first song comes on, she's like, this isn't so bad. Keeps going. She's like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> the night sweats. I've I've always wanted to see something at uh, Red Rocks. That's like a bucket list item for me. And you know, pretty much anyone who plays there, I'm just like, it's gonna be a good show, even if it's just like a mid tier band. But I think the night sweats. If I were to think of like an ideal night, it would be Nathaniel Rayleigh sweating. And the night sweats. I would love to see. But them. they did most of the songs from that record with nobody in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fucking Which cool. Which Phoebe Bridgers did that as well. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. was incredible. I would love to be the one person watching. Yep. Dave? I've been listening to <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's 2020 record, Letter to You. You don't say. Speaking of the E Street Band, you mentioned that earlier. They, there's like a documentary about that band, or basically about the making of this record. And it was really cool. So then I checked out the record. I've also been listening to uh, Now for Plan A from The Tragically Hip. And that's really cool. Check out the song Man Machine Poem. It's really cool. Uh, Everything's really cool. I just realized I've been man, saying that so really fucking cool, much. Man. So cool. Fuck. So cool, man. Cool. Hell yeah. It's okay to think the music you're listening to is cool. I have, yeah. Really cool. So uh, musically, I've been listening to only one thing, and I'm not going to say it for fear of being called a hipster fuck again. Say it. Uh, just because Fantano gave it a 10 out of 10. So no one was going to say anything, man. I am going to divert, and I'm going to say I, to I, was, I was lucky enough to go see uh, The Green Knight in theaters, and we had... Uh, Daniel Hart, who did the score for that film on the show uh, maybe a month or so back, maybe two months, uh, and he talked about the score. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, just go see it. A24 is doing a screening. If you're not comfortable going out to theaters, it was really nice being in the theaters. I was in a very empty theater, so it was like bad for the movie, but nice for me to feel comfortable. But uh, yeah, so uh, go see that yeah, movie. You're going to be able to watch it online this week. Yeah, it's the I 18th. Think, all weekend? No, I think it's all weekend now. 
Maybe. But either way, they're doing a th- whole thing with A24. You can just buy a ticket and stream it. Go support that movie. Cool. It's the best movie I've seen this whole pandemic. It's the best movie I've seen this year by far. It's amazing. It's beautifully shot. It's And the music is great. Yeah, the music is right? Yeah, but wonderful. did you see The Suicide Squad? I did not see The Suicide Squad. <laughs> And I'm not going to. Only once. Not all of us have the, HBO the Max. Thing, the thing that Jackson doesn't want to say is he's still listening to Lingua Ignata, and it's good. Yep. It's great. And Fantano gave it a 10? Yep. Oh, cool. I would not give it a 10, but I love that mm-hmm. record. Cool. I also listen to The Green Knight, even though I haven't seen the movie yet. But the music's great. Yeah. Uh, it's more of just the work you expect from Daniel Hart. So creative. Um, and so I've been listening to that, and uh, I've listened to Miles Davis. Uh, for some reason, a bunch. Uh, Sketches of Spain uh, is an album I picked up a little while back and finally like sat down and listened to it more um, focused than I have in the past. So I watched that. I, have you guys seen that series? I think Wired does it where they have the like an expert explain in five, yeah. five different levels. And of course, Jacob Collier has one. And um, all the other ones, like when they talk about there's like an AI expert, I'm like, man, this is just going to break my concept of reality. I don't want to watch that. So the Jacob Collier one's really good. And he's really good at like talking to kids where he's like, what do you think harmony is? And the kid will say something. It's like, oh, when I sing and you sing and we kind of sound good together. And he's like, you're right. You're amazing. And I was just like, that's really nice. And then when they get to the Herbie Hancock, who's like the, the very end. He is the expert. He's level five harmony. Yeah, they just kind of, <laughs> they start playing together and Jacob Collier is like, so uh, you taught me to like, you know, uh, remove some notes and like that kind of stuff. Like, where did you, I would have never thought to do that. What what gave you that idea? And Herbie Hancock's like, yeah, so I got into this rut of playing the same chords over and over again. And I was considering stopping music because I didn't feel creative. I was this session person and I was playing with Miles Davis one day and I just wasn't playing any creative stuff. And uh, Miles Davis turned to me and mumbled something. But what I heard was just the butter notes. (laughs) And uh, he said that he sat there while playing Herbie Hancock and was just like, what could that possibly mean? And he said that he completely recontextualized his whole playing just because he was like, Miles Davis told me to just play the butter notes. And I, I, I forgot what he said. And he said, he asked Miles Davis later, like years down the line, and Miles Davis was like, oh, I said, just don't play the bass notes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, at that time when Herbie joined Miles' quintet, Miles already was like, just play the butter notes, man. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> yeah. So on stage in front of a huge audience, you wouldn't be able to hear that. Yeah. So there's also Miles a great, Davis. Th- there's a great compilation of uh, Jacob Collier doing interviews for Snarky Puppy documentary where they, super, they did a super cut of him just saying harmony. It's just like him going, harmony. 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. That, that, that's, that five stages of harmony video is like the whole time he's having the kids sing like, uh, a, I can't remember. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a children's song. Um, oh, it's, um, uh, the Amazing Grace. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what he's doing. Grace, yeah. And so he's having all the kids do, like he, he shows different, like different versions of harmony to the kids and then you get to each level. And by the time it's him and Herbie Hancock just playing, it's they, like, they don't even really talk. They just start, playing. they just play. And it's like, like they're just staring at each other. And then one of them will like make a move and play a chord. And you're like, is this still amazing grace? And then it ends and you're like, it was, it sounds <laughs> nothing like amazing grace. It's like when John Batiste did that album that was like, Oh, I'm doing like some like classics. Like it wasn't stuff he wrote. And I was just like, I mean, this is hardly, hardly that song at all. It, and that's not bad, but it, yeah. it is just weird listening and just being like, that's not Amazing Grace at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's 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 a tough video to get through, like most Jacob Collier videos are, because it's just like this is the thickest thing. The music part of the of him and Herbie Hancock was my least favorite because I was just like, <laughs> this isn't bad, but it's just all like, it feels very much like you guys are like trying to push the next person to make a move. It feels like chess, and it's just like this. I don't like this. It feels weird. It's jazz, man. Yuck. It's chess. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Well, cool. Anybody have anything else they want to say? I have a bug bite on my tattoo, and I don't want to scratch it. So I'm just taking my me nail. To scratch it? I mean, you should it. just not scratch bug bites in general. You can just slap it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just can you hear my I, mood I, ring? I, I need a rhythm. I need a rhythm while I, uh, <laughs> while I get one to the outro here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the show. Going faster than a roller coaster. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Oh, I lost it. Fuck. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, yeah, this this has been a, a fun episode. I think uh, we we I think the conversation of Supergroup was much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, um, but that was really great. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please press the follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using. Yes, Jackson. Do we want to say what we're doing next week? Have we committed? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to mention that in what I'm listening to, but I didn't want to... What was that? Spoil it. Making a joke. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so ne- next week, we're going to be doing another deep dive. We're going to be doing a deep dive on Lord. She's releasing her next album this Friday, uh, this Friday the 20th. So we're going to be doing that next week. So if you're a Lord fan... Or even if you're not, hope you listen uh, you know, to that one. Listen along with us. You can oh, be listen along yeah. with us. You yeah, can be good. like me. I had, I never listened to Lord other than Royals. So yeah, yeah. We'll be, I'll be the audience surrogate for people like that. It's gonna be fun. So um, listen along with us for next week. Uh, like I said, if you haven't already, press that follow or subscribe button. If you use Apple Podcasts. Uh, feel free to leave us a little five-star review. That does help us quite a lot. Um, and you can email us at feedback at don'tpetheartist.com uh, for any feedback you might have. Like, uh, what's a feedback example, guys? Hi-ya. Great. So uh, please email us that. That would be awesome. And uh, we, we hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And uh, fuck off. Give me a towel. Wrestle with Jimmy. Hiya! That was last week. Oh. Yeah! Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> we don't have to make noises. Yeah, we do.